Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. For the most part, road construction is a pain in the ass. Turns out, though, it can have some pretty cool results. I think actually in southern Michigan, where we're finding these Ice Age sites, that's almost exclusively how we find them. A massive mastodon skeleton was just found in Michigan. What can the big fella teach us? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Most dig sites here in Michigan involve a singular focus, infamous UAW leader Jimmy Hoffa. But to date, those searches have turned up a grand total of nothing. But there is something else around here that does yield results. Mastodon digs. It's fairly unusual in the sense that every time it happens, it is a big deal. I've been in the field for a little over 10 years. And in the South Michigan region, there have been four different mammoth and mastodon that I've helped excavate. All of them being, I wouldn't say complete, but there being a lot there from an animal. Smaller discoveries of individual bones or individual teeth or something like that are actually a lot more common. Uh, Every year, maybe for the past 10 years, it seems like we get maybe two or three calls on average each summer from somebody finding some big bones and wondering what they are, and, and they turn out to be mammoth and mastodon. It's not that uncommon, but it is a big deal every time, especially when you get something that's more complete. That right there, that is the voice of Dr. Michael Cherney. He specializes in mastodon research at the University of Michigan's Museum of Paleontology. Back on Thursday, a road crew in Kent County stumbled across bones that ended up being between 40 and 60 percent of a complete mastodon skeleton. And as it turns out, construction workers are captains of discovery. This was part of road construction. How much does this sort of thing play into archaeology? I mean, as far as discovery goes, amateurs accidentally finding things like this and calling somebody like you. It's an interesting point. I think actually it's the case that in southern Michigan, where we're finding these Pleistocene or these Ice Age sites, that's almost exclusively how we find them. You know, there are times when you just happen to find a site, right? Road crew, uh, somebody digging on their farm. And then there are also times where you, you go out and based on your knowledge of the layers of rock that were laid down or based on your knowledge of trade routes or something like that, you'll, you'll identify places to dig. Both of them happen. But in terms of the Ice Age sites in lower Michigan, you could look anywhere. There, there isn't really a, a location to say this is where we should look for something. So it's almost exclusively when somebody happens to find something, and then they all usually happen to find one or two bones. But just because an amateur finds something like mastodon bones, that doesn't mean it's all going to work out in the end. The next voice belongs to Dr. Richard Stamps. He's Professor Emeritus at Oakland University, spending almost 40 years studying anthropology. All of the stars lined up. The backhoe driver recognized there was something going on. Number two, the landowner said, 
this is probably important. We ought to slow down. We ought to check it out. We ought to find out what's here. Number three, you've got good people. Next, you've got the uh, local museum involved. And I would say that all the stars lined up. This is a perfect storm. What exactly is a mastodon? Is it a dinosaur? Is it an elephant? Here's Dr. Stamps from OU. It is an animal adapted to um, perhaps a little bit colder climate sometimes, but not always. It's an animal that looks a bit like an elephant. It's big. It's stocky. It consumes a lot of food in its daily eating. It has pounds and pounds of meat on it. They uh, have these huge tusks. What it is, it's a huge Pleistocene animal. And Pleistocene is that time period before the ending up with the Ice Ages. So when the first humans got to Michigan, they were part of the animal kingdom that was around. What do scientists do now? I mean, they excavate and preserve, obviously, but what are they looking at when they examine these massive bones from our ancient past? If you go hunting and you hunt an elk, When you remove the skin, remove the meat, you have to take a knife and you have to cut through the tendons and the muscles, and you're pushing hard. When you finally cut through, the knife goes into the bone, and it leaves a cut mark. We call them butcher marks. I'm anxious to see, do they find any evidence of human interaction? Do they find... Uh, that it was just a normal old mastodon that died? Or was it actually chased down by some humans and then they used their spears to attack it and kill it and then to harvest the meat that could have come from it? We don't have many of those in Michigan. This is what I love about science. Learning ends up in the domino effect. In talking to Dr. Cherney from the Museum of Paleontology, you discover that learning one thing leads to another, which leads to another. If something that's like a human is walking around at the same time and we find the mastodon, what can the mastodon teach us about the other things at that time? They definitely at that time were what we call modern humans. They were anatomically modern humans that were living in North America. When humans got here is a bit of a controversial question. Let's address it like you said. So what do the mastodons tell us about humans? What it can tell us potentially is it can give us a sense for number one, when the humans first got here. A lot of people rely only on finding artifacts and settlements. And if we don't see any of those, you could say, well, there were no humans here. But the other question is, might we also see other evidence that they were here, such as if they were hunting the mammoths and mastodons? So if we find mastodons with butcher marks and we get a date for that, that will tell us pretty definitively that humans were here at that time. There is more and more evidence, I'll say, that humans were actually here a lot earlier than we typically recognize that evidence comes from mammoths and mastodons and skeletons that we think were processed by humans. What's considered a long time? Is it a year, a decade, certainly a century? But when it concerns Earth history, you can go back millions, even billions of years. That makes the 10,000 years or so ago for the mastodon seem like a blip. 
That kind of thing can be hard to comprehend, even for a scientist like Dr. Cherney. We are talking about things that are from 10, right. 12, 14,000 years right, ago, right. but these are recent. Mm -hmm. This is recent compared to... This is considered yesterday. Can you walk me through that a little bit? Because I think a lot of us have a really hard time thinking about 15,000 years ago being yesterday. We get into these numbers and these quantities that just are incomprehensible to our way of thinking. And part of that is maybe the limitations of how our brain works. And part of it is as we're raised and, and what we're given as a sense of what reality is. And in our own reality, when we're younger, five minutes is a really long time, right? And when we're older, well, still a hundred years seems like a really long time. And so even wrapping your mind around, say, 20,000 years, you start to think about, well, each one of those years is this really long string of five-minute events, which themselves can seem like a really long time. So 20,000 years seems like a really long time. What about a million years? What about going back to the beginning of Earth, which is approximately four and a half billion years? In my mind, I can't even really process them. And so I try not to make that an impediment to accepting what the data show. Now that we've wrapped our heads around the magnitude and we know that these mastodon discoveries can be pretty random, what should be done if you find one? Turns out you don't have to do anything. I hope that more people, as they find these things, they, they think about it. I think a lot of times, especially if it's a road crew, for instance, and you find something and you're worried that it's going to be getting in the way of your progress, I'm aware of times where they took the thing and they destroyed it or they hit it or they took it home or they reburied it because they didn't want it to get in the way. There are a few things to know especially if it's something like that, a situation where you're worried about whether it's going to interrupt your progress. For things like mammoths and mastodons, for these sites of bones from ancient animals, we actually in Michigan currently have no control over what the landowner does with their specimen. So you can just out of curiosity figure out what it is and then, you know, you talk. And of course, we would try to convince you if we thought it was worth digging up that that was worth it. If you find something like this, I would contact your local museum and they will route you to somebody who can identify it. You know, I would say without any concern or worry about issues of somebody coming in and taking over your land for a while or something, as a landowner, it's up to you what to do with these. Finding pieces, big or small, of animals like mastodons, it's like a time machine. We can learn about the way things were, which can teach us about why things are the way they are now. You follow? Plus, this is every kid's dream, digging around in the backyard or whatever and finding ancient artifacts. But around here, the way things go, it might be you that's the next one to find them. Thank yous to Drs. Richard Stamps and Michael Cherney. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out www.newsradio.com for local news on demand 24-7, including the latest on this massive Mastodon find. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. Drop us a line at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.